Welcome to MTG Ectoplasm, your home for spirit, travel, and magic the gathering. I'm your host, Dwight, aka DiBlanco, a medium that wears an extra, extra large. You can reach out to me on Twitter at MTG Ectoplasm, or you can email me directly at MTG Ectoplasm at gmail.com. Let me know how am I doing. Am I doing a good job, a bad job, or maybe I shouldn't quit my day job? Now, like I ask each and every single uh, episode, do me a favor, hit that follow, like, subscribe button. There's a thing called algorithms. And because of that, uh, it doesn't allow me to get seen by many people. If you don't share or if you don't hit that like or follow subscribe button, what helps also is the word of mouth, ladies and gentlemen. Share this with your friends and family because, you know, if you like the show, they'll love the show. So with that being said, like I do each and every single episode as well, I bring in the young lady who does the little snippets the little images she's the you know the driver of the show she's in the back end of the the she's the driver of the show right so with that being said let's bring in the one the only the ravishing renata how you doing there ravishing i'm doing good you know it's been a while since we've done an episode you know uh due to unforeseen circumstances that were beyond our control you know yes but we're fixing that we're we're getting it done and we have some great news uh we are in the process of building out a studio that's right we're doing an in-home studio uh what happens is if for those who don't know we'll put out images later on twitter uh we're doing this on our dining room table so uh, i'm gonna be honest with you i'm gonna be sincere but uh you know we're we we've been working really hard behind the scenes trying to get things done and uh unfortunately due to my friends uh i will not be going to eternal weekend uh this weekend in philadelphia i did want to go i have my pioneer deck my azorius pioneer deck ready to go i also have my modern azorius spirit deck ready to go unfortunately due to unforeseen circus i can't make it this time but i guarantee the next time uh there will be a major event in philadelphia i will be there if it's in new jersey or new york i'm going to be there especially if it's in like the manhattan area i'm not going to go all the way to syracuse because i don't no, that's just a little too far out of my way. But with that being said, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us. Now, before we do this episode, uh, there's something we want to share with you. The Christmas season here, this Christmas season is upon us. And with that, you know, we talked about things that we could do for you, the Boo Crew. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. I know you're like, hey, you know what? I need some love for my spirit tribe. I want spirit, uh, you know, love for my flavor of spirits. So Ravishing, why don't you bring it up for us? And it's, there you go, ladies and gentlemen, flavor t-shirts. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, flavor t-shirts. You got your bent flavor, your mono blue flavor, and then you also have your Azorius flavor. Now, we can't put those names in there because if not, we'll get to by Wizards, but you'll see how it is. You know what? Come and get it. Get it while it's hot at MTG Ectoplasm dot com and you can also get yourself a brew crew t-shirt like those uh you know handsome and beautiful young lady right there uh sporting the boo crew t-shirts i would like to say that's ravishing right there but i'm gonna be honest it's not ravishing so now that the pleasantry is over and done with now that we've you know finished the uh advertising hopefully please please brew crew support the show because if we're building a studio it's it's coming out of my pocket so I, I need help. I really need help. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I want to bring in the individual. He's been with me, I could say, near the beginning of this show. Uh, he's been tried and true. He's been playing uh, with spirits. He's been playing without spirits. He's been playing in uh, modern pioneer. Hell, he got into arena and started sharing the wealth and knowledge of arena. And he's going to be with us once again. 
I want to say thank you for him being here for as long as he has. The one, the only, the incomparable Peter Valcao. How you doing there, Peter? Long time no speak. Dwight, it's really, really nice to be back. And honestly, I don't know how to really start out here. I'm kind of drawn back. I don't, I, you didn't warn me about your intro. And that was, uh, that was a lot to take in, all of those images of you. Oh, well, you know, thanks to my friends at, uh, you know, recproductions.com and uh, Trenton, uh, no, uh, Titton Falls, New Jersey, uh, good friends of mine. They were able to make me an intro like, you know, Dwight, you're pretty pimp. We like your show. We want to help you out. And I want to thank, uh, uh, my friends Kelly Beth and James from Rec Productions for making that for me. So thanks to them, you know, if you're looking, the, you know, let, let me begin by saying, Ravishing, let's bring up the image form. This is Peter Valco's new image. This is for Bucket Man Forever on Twitch. Let me just tell you, great follow, great lead. Let me just tell you, if you're looking for great uh, arena footage or gameplay or just some shenanigans, Peter's the way to go. He's, you know, he's truly entertaining. Let me just tell you. Right. Look at that. Put him. Look at that face. That's a handsome face. And he's entertaining. You, that's a two-piece combo. You know, you have to pay double for that in uh, uh, Las Vegas. But that's a beautiful image. I like it. It's very uh, uh, Futurama. Uh, it was what, I'm glad you caught on to that because I don't think anyone else would have when we're talking about. But yeah, I, I'm glad you appreciate it. Uh, Dwight, again, it's really nice to be back. And, you know, again, good on them for that intro. Uh, it's It looks amazing. It catches a great, uh, serious look of you. It's really cool. I'm, I'm really blown away by it. Awesome. And for those who don't know, Peter was on the a, uh, a live stream on YouTube where they had a collective of players just playing games online and uh, you were doing magic the gathering uh i don't know if you want to share a little bit about that yeah so we've been in a little bit of downtime i won't get into the specifics too much but um our leader had to relocate and is from last i heard had some trouble re-establishing some wi-fi connection so we've been in some downtime uh, we know we're all doing our individual thing um we're getting by right now and we'll be up as soon as possible again um, but again, you know, to uh, anyone out there who's waiting, you know, we appreciate you standing by and, you know, we're going to be back up as soon as possible. We'll let them know what the YouTube channel is, if you don't mind. Uh, yes, of course. That is the United Gaming Nation on YouTube. Uh, we okay. are a collective of players all around the world. Uh, there's always a stream going on when we're live. So when we're back up and running, you know, stay tuned. There's always going to be someone on. That's a great follow. So ladies and gentlemen, Boo Crew. Uh, join Peter and his adventures at Buckingham Forever on Twitch and also on that YouTube site that he just mentioned. It's a long name for me, and I have a bad memory. It would be the United Gaming Nation. I'll post a timeline when we're back up, though. Okay, we United have Gaming individual Nation. shifts. All right. Well, there you go. So now, Peter, uh, like I said, the pleasantries are over and done with. I can introduce you. We, we, we shared some of your uh, snippets here. Let's get into segment number one. And segment number one, you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. You know, I know it's been a huge cluster of excrement, shall I say, when it came to Watsi. Uh, I've come to the point where I'm, I'm I, I, I phased out of magic. I'll be honest with you. I got terribly irate. I was, uh, I feel I was run amok. I was bamboozled, you know, I, I I felt like Watsi honestly were a bunch of fabricators, teller of untruths. 
uh, when it came to right, you're throwing a bunch of adjectives at me right now. I'm hearing what you're saying though, Uh, and I was irate. And we're going to be talking about quickly about Magic Thirty. I'm going to be honest with you, my man. I've been playing Magic for since just before. Marcadian Mask. I started like at the tail end of so- uh, the you know Urza block, and seeing what was going on, they're they're selling four packs for a grand, two hundred fifty dollars for a pack, and I was okay. I was like, you know what, that's cool. They want us. They want to resell Magic Dirty. I'm like, this is great. Reprints. They're going to be proxies, but four packs for a grand, two hundred fifty thousand dollars. I have an issue. Now, me personally, if you got the money, you got the collateral, you can spend it any way you want. But honestly and realistically, my friend, these are proxies. Okay. You could take a piece of paper like this, write it there and play with it and save yourself a thousand dollars. I thought it was a cash grab. I do not like it. I, I as much as I love magic and I'm a fan of Watsy, yo, you hit a button and you pissed me off. Uh, what's your thoughts? Well, you know, Dwight, I feel the same outrage you do. And, you know, honestly, yeah, you've hit on all of the uh, really important points. I think what people are really missing here is the fact um, this is a game we all know, we all love, we all take part in. Uh, We're active members in the community. We, you know, we watch for spoilers. We're always happy when new stuff comes out. It's been 30 years of magic, and this is how they're going to honor it. 30 years of magic, and they're going to do it. Not only a cash grab, not only a, a very useless release of a, a just limited usability, but the fact that they're taking Magic's 30th anniversary and sullying it with like this is very sad to me. It's yeah. very sad. It. I, I don't know what else to say. Like I remember getting the email at first about Magic 30 because I had been – busy with school and other stuff and i saw what the boxes and i was like oh we're we're treading on some dangerous territory here my guy i if we're even thinking about possibly even doing some form of a reprint of this um yeah it's appalling it's appalling and it's very sad but i will say this it uh and seth over at goldfish touched on this on his stream and i think this is a very important point i think we as a magic community made a point to wizards the grand amount of us, there was a, a sale. I don't know how long the sale was online for, but it wasn't for long. No. Went offline pretty quickly, though. And they didn't say in their Twitter message or anything that the sale went poorly or, you know, there was something wrong with it. They just said, it's done. It's over. And essentially, that was it. And I think that's their way of, in a sad way, like minimally admitting that, you know, Okay, we heard you. You're not going to buy this product. You didn't agree with it, Magic Community. And for those of you who didn't buy it, I grandly applaud you. Um, It sends a message to them that clearly the banks haven't been able to get through to them. Clearly investors haven't been able to get through to them. You're not only putting out too much product, but you're taking the spotlight away from very important Magic um, benchmarks. Amen. Amen. Preach. Magic 30th, not only, but we just had Brothers War, and no one's really been able to focus on that with all the mm-hmm. releases. Dominaria is a sacred set that honestly should have been the highlight of Magic 30's uh, whole, whole thing here. We're back in Dominaria again. We and it's the 30th Dominaria. anniversary. Domin- Dominaria Remastered could have been a celebration. That could have been it. But I agree. Instead, we went with this, 
and it's very saddening to see. Yeah, I mean, we st- we started in Dominaria. We saw the rise of Urza. We saw Gerard. We saw the end of the Phyrexians. It, it, it was a culmination of wonderful storytelling and, you know, sets coming out here and there. Some were great. Some really sucked like Mercadian Mask. And let me just tell you, as a Magic player, I enjoyed. I was enthralled. And now, and now, unfortunately, this is just me. I'm getting annoyed. And the reason why is there's too much product being made and it's not enough. And the problem is that let's be, you know, CG, this is. Dwight, you're cutting out of it. The card game. It's about fun and having and enjoying it, but there is collectorship to it. So how am I? The whole point of them printing this out, these stunning things out, is for me to go and collect them. And if you put so much out there, I'm unable to collect. I understand that you want some whales, but I'm not a whale, okay? I'm not a fish. I may be a dolphin, okay? Let the dolphin eat, you know? I have... have, some disposable income that I'm willing to share out, shell out to get, you know, some high level stuff, but a thousand dollars a pop. No, hundred, $200. Eh. I mean, you're taking away the opportunity. If they really slowed down the pace of making magic product and made better quality product, I'll be quite honest with you. I would stop buying singles and focus in buying boxes. So here's the thing. It's a two-way road. Yes, Wizards should stop printing so much product. Um, I think that they need to slow down and give people room to breathe because there are people that feel the impulse to buy a lot of it. Here's the other side of it that I don't think anyone's really talking about, and I think we need to start talking about. You don't need to buy it all. Everyone has their sect of magic, which kind of limits your spending. As a spirit spender, as a spirits player, you're sitting at a place where if you're not playing legacy you're sticking more to modern pioneer standard spirits right. you're not you're spending money but you're not spending a crazy like a thousand dollars or anything like that you're maybe buying some expeditions or maybe some cool promos or something like that but it's not like a thousand dollars or anywhere like maybe i think i want to gander the most you spent on a card is maybe like three four hundred right okay so it, it, it really everyone has their set if you're willing to uh, pick more of a sect in magic, dragons, wizards, or have like a, a strategy where you could like, you know, uh, a general strategy you go for like combo or aggro where you can build your binder from different situations. It, it makes it a lot easier. If you force yourself to being that person who needs to buy every magic product, who needs to collect everything and who needs to look at wizards to be angry that they're releasing all this stuff, that's on you. That's on you at the end of the I day. Hear you. I hear you. I realized this strain released off me once I stopped playing the paper magic, once I switched to digital. Okay. Won't go into why that happened. But the point is, is that it was a huge burden off of me because I have like maybe a couple of arena. I pick up the arena me modes because I love to stay current with making people, letting people know that they're being salty or whatever. But it, it's very true. They make, if the arena does something good, they make a good emote for getting your point across. Right. But there's not that much I have to keep up with on Arena. I have to keep up with, you know, keeping up the collection for the stream and whatnot and building right. decks. But it's nowhere near as expensive for me as having to keep up with paper product. See, and the I'm amount that they put out now, it's 
it's just, I don't know. There's two ways of looking at it right now. And I think that people can both see that there's a lot coming out right. and criticize Wizards for it. But narrow your magic world down a little bit more. If well, you're gonna, that, if that's, that, that's what I've that honestly, honestly, realistically, since Watsy has sat there and just pounded and pounded magic product, I've really consolidated my magic gathering. I'm a I I'm a person who likes to brew. Yes, I, I particularly focus on spirits. Everybody and their mother knows that. But I like brewing. I like coming up with stupid decks just because I can. I'll take an image of a card and go, hey, it's a left-handed card. You know, the character's holding a left-handed, you know, holding a sword in the left hand. Well, I'll make a deck all with images of the guy holding something in their left hand, guy or girl. Right. Yeah. Something, you know, I'll put themes just because I have one called a uh, same-sex marriage. You know, and all the it's a weird deck where it's a wedding theme deck, and it's awesome. It's wonderful. You know, I I've gone out of my way to brew decks like paper decks where I just sat there and said, you know, I'm only going to invest twenty dollars, and I'm going to go out there and just build just a deck with the best ability I can for twenty dollars paper and play with my friend's kitchen table to beat the crap out of them, and I usually do. But now they, they took it away from me. I, like, I hate to say, like, a grumpy old man. You know, I, I think I've become that, unfortunately. So here's the thing for me. And, you know, this thought kind of just occurred to me. Around the time that Magic really started flourishing with a lot, like the troublesome amount of releases that they did, Magic came into the public eye. Once Magic started releasing, once started Magic came into the public eye with things like uh, the uh, album releases they did at the beginning of the year for Streets of New Capenna and Kamigawa. Uh, if you haven't listened to that yet, go look it up. It has um, the lead singer of Trivium and this guy, Jonathan Young. He's amazing. Please go listen to the album. Expose yourself to some good Magic music. Um, but the point is, like, it's kind of like, how do I put this? I remember when I saw the League of Legends tournament like a year or so ago, and they got like songs being made for the champions. And that was awesome for me. Like I thought, okay, why doesn't Magic do that? But right. the answer for that was very simple. Magic isn't in the same eye as League of Legends. It's not in the competitive eye. It's not something that kids at some point are yearning for video game-wise. Right. Now Magic's in that zone. Now oh. there are way more people playing. And they're jumping in right away. And you know what? A lot of those people, those new people, they aren't used to the pace of magic products that did come out back then. So right. now they're seeing it and they're going, whoa. So I want to think that maybe that plays into a large amount of the uh, um, complaints happening. I would right. think that a lot of veteran magic players would be used to, you know, this kind of stuff, maybe have some complaints, but not be up in arms about it. Like by this, our point in life, like 15, 20 years into the game, you've figured out your uh, sect of magic. You've known hair, narrowed it on it and you spend your money on what you need to spend your money. I haven't. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I'm a degenerate. I have not like my, my wife can tell you. No, I'll be, I am a degenerate. I literally, you can ask my wife. I have literally homebrewed with the exception of my competitive decks, which I've gone stupid with my competitive decks. I have over 178 decks, just regular 60 card decks that I've brewed. Then when it comes to commander, I probably have another 47. Okay. Which is ridiculous. Oof. Like, yeah, my collection is just stupid. Now when it comes to competitive, oh yeah, well I have my, Bant, 
in band. I like they're separate. I have Azorius, Azorius, mono blue, mono blue in every face because I want to make sure I don't rip apart this deck to put over here and oh do I have this card? No, I, I have like I'm that much of a degenerate where I've actually invested so much into the game. But there's, you have to admit, there's a different, and I, you know, we've been going on for this, but I feel like there, there is a difference between competitive spending and passive spending on booster packs and things like that. Yeah. The booster packs are more forgiving. When you start doing the competitive spending of EDH level, like blinging and modern and legacy decks, yeah, that's the point where you start to notice the price to become big. When it's passive spending like that, where you have a bulk of like commons on commons, things on your unsorted, that's a different world of spending in my eyes. Okay. That's, you know what? That is a fair point. That is 100% fair point because me blinging out the my modern decks. Yeah, that. Yeah, my, I, I'm still waiting for some forgiveness from the wife. Uh, Ravishing, do I get some forgiveness? We'll think about it. <laughs> we'll see how Christmas goes. Oh, oh, that's right. It's coming around the corner. How would you like an MTG Ectoplasm flavor shirt? Renata. Oh my God! Don't bury you. She's gonna turn you into an ectoplasm on the wall. Oh, I yeah. Well, you know, thing, you know, I'll, 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 hide, I'll hide the firearms now. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh. oh yeah. There's anyway. a, she has she has a nickname and it. I call her Kella. I I took her to a gun range. She fired you know uh, a firearm and I told her fire three shots and the three shot you know and then put the firearm down. The first shot went between the guy's eyes. The other one pierced his ear, and the third one castrated the guy. From that point on, I realized she's a killer, and I will never, ever cheat on her just because I'm scared of my life. No, you're a smart man, and you know you also have basic moral, you know, human standards. So you know, good no, for you. Okay, well, yeah. R- ravishing. Do, do I have a good point to be afraid? Okay, silence. I, I didn't say you didn't have reason to be afraid. I said you have you have moral standards where you say you're not going <laughs> to cheat on your wife, not just for the violence that would come from afterwards, but you know the basic. I don't know. It's a lot to get into. Yeah, we should yeah, get yeah, into the next topic. Yeah, this is going to turn into group therapy here. Now, the next topic on what we were going to talk about is something that you know I'm I'm starting because of my irateness with Magic Thirty. I'm starting, and I'll be honest. I'm coming into it late. Is Brothers of War. I'm coming into it late. What are your thoughts? I mean, I've seen certain cards like I used to play with Power Stone and uh, Meek Stone, and I'm seeing their combined as Power and Meek Stone. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? So I, I'm, I'm seeing, turn... yeah, I'm seeing certain cards that I'm like, hold on, I'm really liking this. And as a, to say, a kid of the '80s, you know, I I had I still have an Optimus Prime and a Megatron in a box. You know, that I never opened up as a kid. And now they have these Transformers as magic cards. There's a part of me that's like, that's cool. But at the same time, like, not really magic. Yeah, it was the same thing with all those cosmetics. But I will say this. So I'm going to tapple this with a little bit of um, the last Dominaria set that came before this, too. But overall, I was very pleased with both sets. It's good to talk about something I'm happy about. I was very pleased with both sets. I was very excited for Dominaria, very excited for Brothers War. Uh, since the Dominaria about five or six years ago, I've been a big fan of the historic and legend mechanic that they've started to build up. Okay. Uh, a lot of no- notable cards in this set. Um, I actually, um, if anyone from my stream is watching, would remember that 
we actually four won the modern league with Jota humans um, oh. during the, yeah, the original uh, Dominaria or not the original, but the fall Dominaria release. And right. that was, you know, Jota is just awesome. I have to, I want to take this opportunity. I know we're talking about brothers war, but Jota is just ridiculous in such a powerful card and can instantly like change the game or end the game. And like, yeah, just giant 10, 10, seven, sevens. Awesome. Love it. But getting back to this, um, brothers war was a lot of fun. Uh, limited, uh, sealed and draft were, uh, perfectly playable. I had no issue with it. I even ran a couple four color builds and, uh, ran with seven wins on arena. Um, yeah. Thumbs up from me. This is a good set. And as you can see from, I don't know if I showed you this yet, Nice. I love me some I like that. Maybe so, you yes. get some of that oil in you. Yeah, no, it actually reads improvement through for corruption. I convert. I uh, translated it into Phyrexian. Really? Well, that's yes. really awesome. Yes, there's a, a couple websites that have um, translators for Phyrexian language. But yeah, a lot of this stuff was, uh, you know, really cool. The prototype mechanic is really fun on a lot of these, uh, like the artifact creatures, like Arcane Proxy, a little. Uh, torrential gear hulk snapcaster like creature. Um, where's the other one here? Sorry, I'm trying to pull it up. Uh, Phyrexian Flesh Gorger, uh, something that's going to be fighting with uh, Worm Coil Engine as far as usability mm -hmm. in certain decks. If you see the one I'm talking about here, no, I know, uh, I know the card. It's the it's black. Yeah. It's, it's, I think it, I forget how many black it is. The it's artifact that you pay for either one a three with the two black symbols, or as a three three, or a seven five for seven, right. and its ward is equal to paying life for its power. So yeah, playable, limited, and uh, dra uh, draft and sealed has been a lot of fun for me at Historic and Explorer, and I've been hearing a lot of good things about it in Standard. And the introduction of the retro artifacts onto Arena, awesome. Now, my as a Spear player, unfortunately, you know, and I, I expected this, you know, uh, Spear players have been spoiled, especially in 2020, uh, 2021. I said it was the year of the Spirits because Spirits were just... ghostly they came you know you one moment they're there and then next moment they're definitely not there so you know the only core in that is the teferi and uh, even then for five mana teferi is yeah. so no it's yeah again this is not the last set and the set before it are not spirit sets um mm -hmm. No, not a lot of notable gets for it, but there are usable cards in it. Um, I had one up before. I was here. so there's a couple key card, sideboard cards that you know spirits can use. I can see Defabricate being usable in Pioneer and Modern as sideboard build, depending on your uh, play group or what you expect to see. Mm -hmm. uh, being that it can counter both enchantment and artifacts, or yeah, or just stifle something, which is you know pretty great. We also have uh, from the last set, or no, from this set, I guess Stasis Coffin could see some sideboard play here and there. Uh, but really the biggest thing out of the whole uh, Brothers War set as far as usability in any spirits uh, build is Haywire Might. Uh, one mana, one one. When it dies, you gain two life, and you pay green and sacrifice it to exile a non-creature artifact or a non-creature enchantment. So get a rid of a troublesome enchantment that's uh, shutting down spirits or blow up an artifact or an artifact land. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not bad, you know? Yeah. 
and you can come bringing in. Right. I mean, it's something that brewers are going to have, you know, could try or would want to try. It's just, you know, like you said. Yeah. No, sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. No, it's like, unfortunately, you know, we this is what we expected. I, I like right now I'm expecting a drought of spirit cards uh, like Merfolk players did for, you know, quite some time. You know, right. Merfolk are now showing their, 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 you know, they're coming back. And I'm actually surprised, I'll be honest with you, that they weren't in Dominaria. I, I, I really expected more Merfolk. I... It's an interesting time for spirits, essentially, with a time, with uh, sets like this where they don't really get a lot of love. But it's also times like this where I remember, what was it, back in like 2017, 2018, when decks like Bant Eldrazi were popping up, or blue, mm-hmm. Green White Eldrazi. And I'm going to be honest with you, as far as Paper Magic... I think it, it, something like that has a re, uh, resurgence possibility happening with spirits just because mm-hmm. of these uh, pain lands being reprinted. They're mm-hmm. a lot easier to get now. They fit in some of the spe- uh, the blue white one or the green white one fits in the bant shell. I mean, you know, well, I'll be honest they, with you in pioneer our dark, our wastes fit amazingly in, in the Azorius belt. That does. Yes, absolutely. Uh, like I'm friend of the show. Remf, the Brazilian spirit master. Uh, he's all about uh, the band. Uh, Andre Segura, the American spirit master. He's all about mono blue. I'm I'm going to be the guy in the middle. I'm not. I'm not. I do not. I will. I refuse to call myself a master, but I will call myself a specialist. I will call myself a spirit specialist, and I am completely infatuated with the Azorius build. And thanks to our dark our waste, it makes it a little bit more viable. I would absolutely agree with you, and I actually didn't even think about the introduction of the Painlands to um, Pioneer. So yeah, that's a big help too. Like I said, it's an interesting time, and when there's downtimes like this, where certain tribes aren't showing a lot of love, people make love happen from old sets. People make brews, so we'll see what happens. Um, well, that's what, that's what I'm expecting. I'm expecting honestly some players to come out of nowhere and start brewing and coming up with new ideas. Uh, Andre Segura. Uh, like I said, the American Spirit Master, he actually came, you know, he played a deck not too long ago. I think it was about two, three weeks ago. I watched uh, him on YouTube. He was talking about Demir Spirits. There were no black spirits that were in the deck, but he was using spells. Uh, what was he using? Oh, God. He, he was, uh, uh, I think he was using Fatal Push, if I'm not mistaken. He was also using uh, Leyline of the Void to uh, put out uh, uh, the uh, enchantment quickly on turn one yes. so people couldn't play. I think he was also playing oh, – what's that one? Uh, oh, damn. The one, it's a black, uh, black card. Look at opponent's hand, pay two life to get grab whatever card from it. Thoughtsies. There you go, Thoughtsies. Yeah. I, yeah. It was here. I, it was like, yeah. I can definitely see an Esper Spirits deck both in Pioneer and Modern emerging in this time. I mean, the pieces have kind of been laid with Streets of Nude Capenna. Voidrend is an excellent card to be run in an Esper Spirits build, sideboard or mainboard. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it, it's definitely there. It's definitely there. The possibility is there. Um, I think it, we're just waiting for, you know, someone to pick up the pieces and, you know, show us something cool. No, you know, it, and I, I, this is something I champion all. Brew crew, do do not be afraid to sit. You know, don't sit on your laurels. 
Go out there, try, play, see what's what's out there. There may be some type of new tech that some of us are completely unaware of. I know someone uh, just recently played with a, a white planeswalker. I forget what it is. And I'm sitting here like, really? This planeswalker? You use this guy? Why? And they did exceptionally well. They actually came in first place. I got to find out on my cell phone what card it is because I, I completely forget. Hmm. Oh, it was Gideon Blackblade, and they were using it. I'm like, really, Gideon Blackblade? It makes no- uh, no. It was uh, it was definitely a card that was uh, seen in the beginning when it was first released in War of the Spark. I know my friend uh, Matt. I'll uh, you know, leave it at that. Matt, he is a big champion of Death and Taxes and Legacy, and he ran that for a while. It's, I mean, it's not bad. It gives a either it animates itself automatically. Mm-hmm. It gives a uh, character trait to a creature, lifelink, indestructible, what have you, and then it can just flat out exile a permanent. And yes, the exile costs a lot of mana, but Death and Taxes is very good at making a game go long and controlling a game to an extent. Right. So, I mean, that I'll, I'll be quite sincere with you. When I saw that, I was like, okay, that's weird, but I allow it. And I yeah. applaud the individual for doing that. So I, like, you'll never see me be smart to anybody who's winning and thinking out the box. Like uh, D-Star over in Switz, uh, what was Switzerland? No, Sweden? I, I think, the, yeah, Sweden. He was from Sweden where he made the, uh, oh, God, the, uh, I can't believe I'm blanking on this. What uh, The Urion deck. The white blue okay. Urion deck. Nobody saw that coming. No one saw that coming at all. And D Star was like, Boop, here you go. I'm playing it. And he did exceptionally well with that deck. So and the Orion decks are very well doing it. It was a shame to see them banned in modern. I really yeah. didn't see a need for it, but it is what it is. <sighs> Brings a tear to my eye. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. I honestly I wasn't a fan of it either, but it is what it is. <laughs> So now it's time for segment numero tres. That's right, number three. And we're going to be talking arena. This is your wheelhouse. Your This is your baby. For those who don't know, you can follow Peter at Bucketman Forever on Twitch. Let me just tell you, very entertaining. That's all you got to say. You hear Peter. He's having a good time. We're having a good time. And he tells really good dad jokes. I try. It's a bucket man eternal on Instagram. If you want to pay attention to when I'm going to be streaming, that's where I usually post the updates and whatnot. Okay. There you go. So let's talk about arena. You do a lot of arena play. And what do you think currently right now on how arena is? Is it you went in the very beginning? We were like, man, is it? Yeah. So it, it went from a man, there was a lot of, um, I mean, you know, I've always found a way to make arena work for me, but I've, you know, I've heard people's arguments. There were a lot of man arguments about a year ago, especially about the economy and how they manage wild cards. Um, I don't think people are giving them enough credit right now for, I think, was it Daybreak that took over uh, uh, or joined up with Wizards as far as Moto and whatnot? Right. And I think they're playing a hand into the change with arena. There's a lot of good changes going on with arena that people are not noticing. For example, um, I can't exactly quote it. I don't have it in front of me, but there are smaller wild card bundles now. You don't have to buy a $50 bundle of rares and mythics. You could buy four mythics, uh, a couple um, rares, and a pack of, uh, I think it's like, what, 10, 20 for uh, rares, and then like, I think 30, 40 for mythics or something like that. Um, you can buy mythic cards? You can buy the mythic uh, wild cards, yes. Really? Yes, that's an excellent addition. Am I wrong? 
No, I mean, yep. me personally, like, I, you know me, Peter. I'm like a person who likes to, I, I like MTGO because there are cards that I want, the cards that I want to play, and that's it. I don't care about the, yes, I care about the eco. Okay, in general, I care about the eco, but I care about the deck that I want to play. Yes. And it's like, why do I have to get all these packs to get one card that I need and pray the Lord, baby Jesus, or, well, you know, I'm not going to say baby, well, baby Jesus, because, you know, it's Christmas time. I was going to say teenage Jesus. That's a good reason but, to use it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, but I can't wait. Like, I didn't want to, like, buy multiple packs just to go, oh, I didn't get what this. Oh, I, you know. Yeah, what? and that was the problem with the economy beforehand, unfortunately. And you know what? It really was, in my opinion, uh, I mean, they never really disclosed why they set it up the way they did. I really think they were trying to stray as hard as they could to be different from Hearthstone. They didn't want to look like, okay, we're just going to copy and paste this for, for Magic. That's fine. And it took a while for them to kind of either agree or come up with a... Um, reasonable way to market the wild cards and they have now i think this is i don't think it's absolutely perfect but i think um the selling the wild cards was a good start and i think where we are right now is the next good step i have to ask would you happen to know how much i like a place out of just out of curiosity because you know you know i do i get paid tomorrow yeah, so no, I just I get might you, get I get you. i'm pulling it up right now cards. um but i want to also just say like aside from the wild cards you know there, there's the addition of explorer to arena which is you know and don that's a, that's out- one of the main reasons why i want to get into arena because i keep on seeing you know my cousin david my cousin david he plays arena left and right and he's like you gotta try explorer andre gusagera mondo blue spirits he's playing it on uh, on arena because of explorer pioneer is coming to arena and i'm like sitting here twiddling my thumbs going i want to play but i don't like your and, and that's finances yeah and that's another thing that's exciting that you bring up is that you know eventually we're going to have all these spirit pieces we need it's just going to happen eventually so but we'll get back to this though so a pack of this is actually better than i thought so a four rare wild cards is our ten dollars or mythic wild cards. Oh, the ten dollars? Yes, that's not bad. No, it's really not. Four mythics are twenty dollars, and on top of that, every pack you buy on Arena builds towards a progress towards a, a golden pack, which contains. Uh, if I could just pull this up right here, the golden pack is always based on the current standard set that uh, is out right now, and it contains six rares or mythic rares across the standard sets as well. So you buy 10 packs within the store and you get one golden pack. Okay. So I I guess now here's a stupid question. And I have to ask the stupid question. Is there, because I know they have wild cards for mythic rare and uncommon. Do they have them for commons? Yes, they do. Yes, they do. They don't sell them. Here's the thing though. I just noticed they don't sell the silver, uh, the uncommons and commons, but I think that's because it's so easy to accumulate those that okay. it's just they market the rare and wild uh, mythic cards. Because every time you open a booster pack, participate in a draft or a limited sealed match or something like that, you're gaining uncommons and uh, commons because you probably have so many of them, and then they build up to be wild cards or I mean fault progress. Okay. See, see, now this makes me excited. I'm like, ooh, I get to finally get myself 
into arena like the like the only reason i'll be honest with you that i'm excited for arena is because they have a uh, a rattle chains as a pet like off to the side it's yes like, yes they do yes and, and it's like how cool is that you get like a a rattle chains it's like yes yes that, yes. yes i want a rattle chains I want. I had to look at the store. I don't know if that's still on there, but I hope you can get it. I personally have kept since um, uh, what was it? The set Mila came out in the little fox, the white fox. I forget what set they came out in, but that's been my pet since they came out. No, see, I I gotta have me a, a rattle chains. Just... But the, personally, the, the reason why I'm excited to see you on Arena Dwight is so I can drive you insane with my different Arena brews that either win or break the game, or actually literally stall the game. For those who don't know, P- Peter enjoys sending me clips of him kicking ass and taking names. He did one where, where like what forty thousand damage or something. It was time. a lot of damage. It, it's uh, it was like I think I was like negative three hundred thousand or something like that. And then the other one, you ended up. Uh, what was the? Uh, you crashed the server. Yes. So what happened? What happens with one of my decks is, is that if you either have two thousand year storms out or two smothering ties out or two of each, you're almost certain to crash the game just in, inadvertently by trying to win. Yeah, and you're like, watch this, Dwight. I'm gonna crash the server. Boop, boop. Error. Yep. <laughs> I'm yep. Like, what happened? Yeah, crash the yep. server. And well, not the server, but the game I was in. But right. yes. So I'm like, okay, yeah, I got to play a game and. Okay. Listen, wizards, you got to be able to keep up with two smothering ties and two thousand years storms. <laughs> if you're gonna put things like storm pieces on there, you have to expect people are gonna try to break them to the craziest degree. So, is it time? I'm asking, is it now time for me to start coming into arena or shall I just be off to the side and just go? I like that sound, but Dwight, you know, what? if any time, if you were to come on at any time, I think it would be now. It, it's only a matter of time. Like I said, before the pieces for Bant spirit are on arena and you have a workable, both Bant and Azorius and mono blue build on arena now for spirits. Plus other decks that you can fool around and play with. And there are plenty of spirit cards I have not yet uh, been able to try out, and I would love to see if you had any ideas on them. So really, not only to see, you know, you enjoy Arena, but to be able to experience and share notes with you, I am excited to see you enjoy Arena. Well, you're here to hear, ladies and gentlemen. Boo Crew, you, you know it. You know, if Peter enjoys me, you know you'll enjoy me too uh, when I finally get on Arena. I, you know, I, I got to... Get off my high horse and start really uh, focusing on digital. As you know, yeah. as much as I I love paper, I, I can't let go of my baby. But yeah, I need to I need to start focusing on uh, on digital. Be the e game, be the esports, or you know you can be. There you go. And then finally, the last segment. The last segment we're talking about is what ravishing, and we're going to be talking about Dominaria remastered. We talked about Magic the 30, and we were like, meh. We got Brothers War. We were like, okay, we're, you know, uh, uh, you know, the, 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 the marijuana haze phase coming out of it, or the, uh, me waking up from a drunken stupor, you know, is starting to, I'm starting to wake up from. But Tommy and I were remastered, my friend. Let me just tell you. There are certain cards as a 
EDH player. You know, I'm starting to get back into EDH. Wow. Wow. I'm a fan of. What are your thoughts? I mean, I really wish I had more to say about this. I mean, it's Dominaria remastered. It's I, after Magic Thirty. I really, I, it's it's sad. It's timing, really, and you know, it really boils down to them not really planning out their releases that well, and it really boiled. It really uh, played out in the worst way possible for them. They botched this whole Magic Thirty thing, and it afterwards you know once you do another set like that where it's just reprints and you know essentially money grabs no one's going to look at it for you know the right reasons and say oh we're getting some cool reprints some cool art i i personally am not looking i don't play paper and i'm not even going to really pay attention to uh dominaria remastered unless i get called and heard something crazy is happening with it and i wouldn't be surprised if more people follow the same way i am right now it's not my hope but it's like, what do you do after they do something like Magic 30 and then they release a set like this? Well, I wish they would have called this, you know, uh, Magic 30 because I would be okay with it. You don't mind if we take a quick gander, do you? No, let's go ahead. Okay, let's, let's take a quick gander. And right here, of course, December 6th, where we are, we got Worldly Tutor. And let me just tell you, that full art image, I like that. That's sexy. Mm-hmm. It seems, you know, and I like the full art image, but, you know, it's gotten to the point now where it's a little bit extra for me for them to have three versions of a card in one set. I agree, but it's it's still sexy. The it, terror, is sexy. it is sexy. The terror is wonderful. Elvish spirit, which I'm like, okay, awesome. It's elf and a spirit. Which that is, it's a reprint, and it's a it's a good new it's a good reprint. It's a very mm-hmm. uh, good looking reprint because the other one, I think, the elvish spirit we have is. An old magic art spirit, and we know how those look. And then uh, Maze of Ith is back. I'm like, holy crap! And I love the extended art. Oh, this it's thing is sexy cool. on the it's air. Very. Uh, oh God, what's his name? He does that uh, painting with all the staircases. Yes, I know who you're talking about. I I don't I don't know the guy's yeah. name, but yeah, yeah, he's pretty cool. I'm an then, arts major. Don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> and then this one, Mystic Remora. I was actually completely surprised. I was like, really? They're reprinting this card? Yeah. I mean, awesome. it's an EDH set and Legacy set. They're not going to be afraid of the reprints as much. I, I, like, I believe it was like an Ice Age card from back in the day that never got reprinted. I'm like, bravo, Watsi. You it's know what, Ma- what you... Card. Well, it's it's... You're actually listening to the magic community and putting cards that need to be reprinted out there. So far, every yes. single card's here. Lotus Bloom. Blo- sorry, Blossom. Lotus Blossom. This needed a reprint. Bravo. This this did looks it, great. Did I, it looks great, but who was asking for a reprint of uh, some of Lotus Blossom? I don't know if anyone was. I mean, it looks cool. I'm not going to say the art wasn't cool, and I, I, maybe it's been just the sole fact that it's been so long since we've had a reprint of it. But I can think of far better mana rocks. I don't know. I, it, I maybe I'm being a little too cynical about it, but it's just Dominaria remastered. You're giving us Lotus Blossom. I don't know. I would just. I'll be honest with you. Anytime you see Lotus, it's a Lotus on something. It's not bad. I get it. I, I definitely get it. I definitely get it. 
And then this one surprised me. Yogmoth gets reprinted. And then I love this extended art version compared to the original. This one's sexy. It is pretty good. It is pretty good. I will give you that. Then Urza's back in. I don't know. I honestly, I like the original art better than him going pointing the finger like, like the um, whole. I'm Hulk a Hogan fan of that pose. art. I'm a fan of that art right there. You that like the Hulk Hogan pose? I like that. You think that's Hulk Hogan? I think that's. I don't bro, know. I, I got that. you, brother. Oh my God! He, you know he is doing that. I'm Urza, brother, and I'll tell you what. You better do your prayers and your vitamins. March all over your land and crush your people. <laughs> But I, I, I like the original, honestly, because you get the automatons in the background. And this yes. one just looks like, like I said, he looks like Hulk Hogan pointing a finger. Great. Yes, yes, he does. And then Sarah Avatar. Let me just tell you, when I used to play back in the day, this was the it card. Yes. This was the it card. And the best part is we we were so dumb back in, you know, in the early days of Magic. Oh, like, I'll play Sarah Avatar and then play Fling. Yes. Oh. So basically, yeah, my opponent's basically dead by me just playing in Sarah Avatar. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, that, yes, it's, I think that's one of the cards, like, unlike Lotus Bl- Blossom or whatever, that this is, like, one of the core cards from Magic Early Days, and that's the warrant of the reprint. Now, the ones that surprised me, World Gorge Dragon, did not expect to see this one again. Even Nut Collector, I was like, Love really, you're going to bring back Nut, Nut Collector? Collector? Love the new art for Nut Collector. He looks like he lives in a, under a bridge. Well, sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes you don't. Yeah, this man's definitely a nut. <laughs> let me tell you what. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to do the dad check. It was a moral imperative. Oh, yeah, I, I don't think so, but okay. Okay. No Mercy and uh, Lyra Dawnbringer. I'm like, they really didn't need to bring Lyra back. I think it was a little too soon. Honestly, I think that Lyra, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know this personally. I don't look into the lore, but I have a feeling that because she's been reprinted the amount of times she has reprinted, she's somewhere within the lore that's important. Yeah, I would see that. I mean, I would have to go to the uh, guy, uh, the uh, magic historian. Is it? Yeah, the. Uh, yeah, I think he's the magic historian. He would p- probably know more about this than I would. The thing I like about No Mercy is that the last No Mercy was the old one, and you couldn't really tell what was going on there that well. Whereas this, you can see, you don't know what's consuming the machines, but something is. Yeah, it's some weird, creepy thing. Yes. Then Legacy Weapon, I remember this was a huge, huge thing in Invasion Block. I was like, yes. oh, my God, it's huge. Last Chance, I really don't remember Last Chance. I remember Gamble, but not Last Chance. The thing I like about Legacy Weapon here is that it's more represented as a Legacy Weapon. Like, think about it. The last one we saw it looked like a gauntlet or something you'd hold, which, you know, that's like, okay, that uh, maybe that gives the person super strength or, I don't know. This is like, okay, we're going to load this onto the ship and fire it into the clouds, and it's going to blow the shit out of that thing and vaporize it. Right. Like, that gives you a clear we- image of how powerful a Legacy Weapon we thought was back then. Now, if you look in the background, like if you look into the picture, you can actually see Urza with the uh, the Power Stone and the Meek Stone in his eyes. That's pretty awesome. Like it's like right there. That thing, that thing, so that's so badass. Yes. Like I'm like, I wonder what other stuff that I don't see that I want to see in there. Then Kamal, the Fist of uh, Corosa. I remember him in red, and people were like, "Oh, this is so good." And then he came out in green, like, "Oh, that's even better." 
Hunting Ground, very good reprint. That's huge. That's huge. I remember people were just going stupid for this card, and especially in Commander. Yeah, that, that's going to be a godsend. Power, power kind of meant. I mean, it speaks to Magic's original days that that was a big played card, but now it's kind of been overplayed by Cage Sun and things like that. Uh, Fair Pierre Tutor, I mean, a solid reprint. It's been print, reprinted a bunch of times already, uh, but again, always pleasant to see it. Well, I can always use a new one. I mean, in my, I have a Vampire EDH deck uh, with uh, Markov, uh, Edgar Markov. I could use a Vampire Tutor in it. I'll it be goes, excited to see what the full art of that is, absolutely. Oh, yeah, that would that would be absolutely sexy. Denizen of the Deep, I was like, really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I was not a fan. Royal, Royal Assassin. Assassin, too. That's kind I, of really for me. Like, I guess it speaks to Magic's early days, but then it also makes you look at the Magic's early days and be like, wow, that's a three drop that costs two colored mana, and it's a one-one, and you have to tap it to use its ability. Exactly. Why don't I just kill myself? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, it's just, it. that's a lot of work. And then Shiv and Dragon, the uh, like to me, I'm like, why did you, why is it a com uh, or why is it a rare? This thing should be an uncommon. How many Again, times? Again, I think it has speaks been more to Magic's early days. That was the rare that people saw. That was the dragon that you know said people were like, oh, you pump it and you make it huge and you kill your opponent. I have a friend of mine, and 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 I feel bad for the young man. Well, he ain't that young anymore. He had, uh, he had a Mox. I think he was like a Mox Diamond, Mox Ruby. And he desperately wanted a Shivan Dragon and traded it for a Shivan Dragon. Well, I mean, let's not get into the topic. We don't want to shame the man, but it is unfortunate. And, you know, I hope he's learned from his lessons. <laughs> Never trade any magic card ever again. Penumbra Bobcat, I'm excited to see this because I used to love Penumbras. I like the Penumbra Worm, Penumbra Bobcat. There was like a, another Penumbra Spider. I love me some Penumbras. Big they fan. I cool. love. I'm glad that's back. Urborg Uprising? Yeah. Yeah, it's a return to grave. It's five mana. It's whatever. It's, it's again, that speaks to what we thought was good back then. But one I loved is Dedapult. I used to use this all the time, just like, oh, let me just make a zombie. Poop. It's, a very, it's very interesting. I actually didn't know that card existed, so it's pretty cool. Oh, yeah, this is, I think, going back to Invasion Block. I, I bought so much Invasion Block, it was not even funny. Goblin Turncoat. I was like, eh, I'm okay with that. But Werebear is back. I love me some Werebear. Oh, now, the funny, great. Now, the worst part, honestly, the worst part of this is the flavor text. And the flavor text reads this. He, exercise, he exercises his right to bear arms. Well, that's just, I need to frame that. That's beautiful. That, that's horrific. Horrific. That's like I would, yeah, you know, I, and not to get too political, but I would prefer that statement of bare arms over what we currently have in America. <laughs> if everyone just owned bears, I think that would be much safer than what we have now. Oh yes, we'd be mauled to death. Yes. Sentence uh, <laughs> desire crop rotation. Crop rotation definitely needed a reprint. I'm actually happy to see it here, and thank you, Wati, for doing so. Absolutely, um, crop rotation is a solid reprint. Nomad decoy and mythic zealot. <sighs> I mean, again, but I'll keep saying it. It speaks to what we like, you know, our magic's early days, and they're going to include some stuff like that here. Case in point with Dragon Dungeon. 
Dragon Angel Stone Invoker. These aren't that bad. The one I remember, this, this image right here, the Aviomancer. I was like, what the hell? But I always love the art because of the sheep. Yes. You know, there's so many great cards that we, we can keep on going through and through. I'm actually happy. I'm thrilled that, you know, that this, this is coming out. I'm a huge fan, huge fan of this Dominaria uh, revisited. Like, I, I, I love it. Like, me personally, like, this should, this should have been Magic 30, personally. I, I absolutely agree with you, like I said earlier. And you know what? I hope I see something that at least makes me think, you know, differently about the set. But, you know, it's not that it's not the set's fault. It's the fact that for me, Magic 30 was just released and I can't really look at a set like that in good light just being released right after that one. No, I hear you. So with this being said, ladies and gentlemen, we're coming to the end. Remember uh, Peter Valco here. He's He is the Bucket Man. You can find him on Twitch at Bucket Man Forever. Uh, he's a great follow. It's a moral imperative to, uh, to you know, follow his stream. Very entertaining. Anything you want to share with us, Peter? On Instagram, guys. Oh, yeah, follow him on Instagram. Anything else you want to share with us, Peter? Uh, just really happy to be back. Um, I'm going to try to be streaming as much as possible. We're in the last weeks of school before, you know, Christmas and everything. So trying to do as much as I can. Um, I hope everyone's having a good holiday uh, season and be well, everyone. Dwight, it's been great coming back on chat with you. Um, and I hope we get to do this again soon. We definitely will. This is, this is, even though the, the year is coming, almost coming to an end, this is something that you, you and I have shared uh, multiple times and definitely had fun. I personally have had fun having you on uh, multiple times on the show. Can, wait, can I do the outro? Uh, well, I was going to come to that in a second, but I just want everybody to remember, get your flavor T-shirts, the MTG Ectoplasm, uh, Flavored Spirits, the Bono Blue, the Bant, and the Azorius t-shirts get them while they're happy please support the show because we really need to boo crew we really need your help with that being said peter lead us out guys we appreciate you we love you and guess what we're spirits but we're not dead yet there you go so with that being said ladies and gentlemen the next time you're kicking your opponent's ass make sure they're saying that's boo sheet Thank <laughs> you.